Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with your favorite author, where we ask authors important questions like, why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Lynn Colby, Editorial Director at Curse Dragon Ship Publishing. For Episode 9, we're, fe- we're featuring crossover epic fantasy and science fiction writer Raymond Bolton. If he's not your favorite now, he will be after. nice we decided to quit reading the uh, bio at that part because nobody could hear me so now we're going to read your awesome bio now Raymond welcome welcome to 20 questions are you ready for the challenge and the excitement I think I'm up to it good good I think you can handle it I think so Okay, so Raymond Bolton lives near Portland Oregon with his wife Tony and their cats Max and Arthur he has written award-winning poetry and has published five novels his crossover epic fantasy sci-fi quartet the oh, you know what? I forgot to ask you how to pronounce that. Is it Yidron or Yidron? Yidron. Yidron. Oh, I should have used the Spanish. See, that's what. I <laughs> All right. So it's crossover epic fantasy sci-fi quartet, the Yidron Saga, which consists of Awakening and its prequel trilogy, Thoughtgazer, Foretellers, and Triad, are published by Wordfire Press. His latest, a self-published young adult science fiction novel entitled Folder, is averaging 4.9 stars on Amazon. His work has been endorsed by the late Mike Resnick, who says, In Awakening, Raymond Bolton presents us with an intricate and interesting problem, characters you care for, aliens who are alien, and a carefully thought-out future. Well done, Raymond. Mike Resnick, that's impressive. Yeah, uh, Mike was a great guy. Loved him. Yep, he definitely was, definitely was. Yeah, I have, um, we first met you at Dragon Con. So I don't know if you remember, because at that point I wasn't a superstar, I hadn't been out, and you were there selling Awakening. And I think that's all you had out at that time. So this was a few years ago. It was. And so it was really cool to meet you there. Um, and you were at Bard's Tower, selling yep. there with Word Fire and everything. So I was wondering if you could tell us about your favorite convention experience. Um, that was an interesting one. I was doing author interviews on my website at the time. I conducted over 200 in a span of four years. And, um, I, uh, was, um, uh, looking for an interview with, uh, Jim Butcher and, uh, Kevin had, uh, told me to go contact his people, tell him that, uh, um, I was interested and, uh, that, uh, uh Kevin thought it was a good idea. I, found my way to, I think he was at the Marriott at the time. Uh, the lines to see him were just incredible. Um, hundreds of people lined up for him. And um, I introduced myself to one of his wranglers. And um, uh, she told me she would get me in touch with Jim. And she looked at the lines and said, you have to know, this wasn't happening 10 years ago. And I was amazed that it could that much of a change could happen in a relatively short period of time. Uh, I've been uh, writing for a little longer than that, uh, at least publishing. And mm-hmm. um, later I got to meet Jim, and uh, he told me his uh, nickname uh, among his friends is Longshot. <laughs> that actually works for him. I could buy that, Longshot. Okay, yeah. I have to remember that. That's pretty cool. He's funny conventions. That's a great convention story. I love it. 
Well, I love it. I got to meet Cheryl and Kenyon uh, at the same convention. Well, I've, Dragon I've been... Con is her con, man. That's like her baby. Oh, yeah, it is. It mm-hmm. is. And she's a sweetie. Yep. Yeah, she's awesome. So that's fun. That's awesome. So I have to ask you the favorite reader question. This is one that readers love. And sometimes authors, we don't know how to answer it. So for you, I want to know, where do you get your ideas? My wife says I'm plugged into somewhere else. (laughs) She means it as a compliment, right? Uh, Yes and no. Uh, (laughs) my, My wife is only in the last few years getting to relate to sci-fi fantasy. Um, she used to be a litigator. Uh, and <laughs> There's a lot of fantasy in that. Comes from a very grounded background. And when she reads what I write, I, I think it takes her into such a different place from where she is used to living that, um, <laughs> yeah, she, she comes along eventually. But, uh, yeah, it's not an easy road for her. That's awesome. Well, good for her for trying, though. But I like that. Plugged into somewhere different. That's a good answer. I like it. Let's see. Let's talk about um, one of your books, In Awakening, Prince um, Regilius. How do you say his name? You got it. All right. So um, Prince Regilius has psychic abilities that include reading people's thoughts and what I would call a sort of empathy. You know, since he can experience things that, um, you know, the other people have experienced as well. So that's how I would define it. So what made you choose to explore this kind of gift? I'm not entirely sure that um, where my where my stories come from um, amaze me as much as they amaze my wife. Uh, When I started writing Awakening, I actually had been away from science fiction and fantasy for a long time. I'd spent years reading um, things like the history of Russia and um, uh, books about uh, the Internet. Uh, I've I've had Excel software I've written, published, and I was in a very grounded world. And so when I started to write Awakening, uh, my mind went back to various things I'd read before, The Lord of the Rings, A Quest Among Friends, and I needed a way for not being very grounded in science per se, things that that feed um, hard sci-fi, astrophysics, and so on. Uh, I needed a way for uh, my protagonist to deal with uh, an alien invasion of telepathic shapeshifters in a way that um, I'm not I'm not fond of following the crowd I don't write when my fantasy doesn't doesn't use magic I needed something that verged on magic so mm-hmm. telepathy paranormalcy uh, was the best way for me to go yeah it's really it's really interesting so that was a good way to choose it I, I quite enjoyed that one so um Let's see. How about what hobbies do you enjoy to refill your creative cup? Um, haven't been doing my hobbies in a long time. I used to be a mainsail trimmer on racing yachts on what? San Francisco Bay. Oh, I love it. I That's love exciting. It. Do you see the I'm, one that just tumbled over? Like that, you know, $20 million yacht that just sank, basically? Yeah, the, the sailors I've raced with, um, they've had nice boats, but not quite in that category. Um, I've also... <laughs> I also used to fly gliders and um, pilot them, not hang glider type, the kind where you would sit in a craft with wings and 
uh, soar above mountains and the Napa Valley and wine country. And um, those what do we used to call those? Uh, ultralights? Isn't that what they're called? Uh, no, those those are those are the the gliders I flew are are closer to actual uh, conventional aircraft. So not the little light ones that you see. They're like a, a kite strung together with with uh, sticks. Uh, the lawnmower motor. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, these these had um, a full fuselage and oh, nice. um, and wings, and um, I've gotten as high as uh, ten, twelve thousand feet, almost high enough to need oxygen with them. Wow. So you like those adrenaline pumping hobbies, man? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer my hobbies to be between pages of a book. Those are my Yeah, well, at this point in my life, physically, my body won't put up with it anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, we jumped out, my husband and I, we jumped out of an airplane once. That was enough. We did it. It counts. Check it I off the list. That. I envy you that. I, I've <laughs> always wanted to do that. And other hobbies I've had over the years, when I was younger, I learned to eat fire. And so I would be, a, I would be a fire eater on Halloween. I would make my own torches. I used to be able to uh, use one torch to place a flame on my tongue, hold another torch overhead, and blow the flame up to light the second torch. I would run a stream of fire down my forearm. Um, I used to, I used to love it. And no, you, no, you don't coat your mouth with anything. It's all technique. There's, there's no special oils you put in the inside of your mouth. So yeah, all my hobbies have been a, a little weird. Uh, that juggling was on the edge, but not, not quite that far out, but I used to do that as well. Man, I've seen you at like three superstars now, Raymond. That's we, we really need to go have lunch. I did not know you had all these exciting hobbies. Would love to, would love to. That is I so like, cool. I love people. I was a high end hairdresser for 41 years. And, <laughs> and so I love talking to people. That was my, for 41 years, that was my day. I would talk to my clients, including the publisher, the producer for the movie <laughs> Sphere. Um, uh, yeah, um, America's Cup skipper, John Blackaller, uh, Tom Blackaller, pardon me. Um, I had uh, a, a Academy Award winning uh, artist, uh, Alan Maley, who did the set design for bed knobs and broomsticks. So, yeah, I've, 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 lived, I've lived in a very different world from a lot of people. That's awesome. Oh, um, Kevin Petway says he can't eat flame like that because it gives him heartburn. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so I, I, I assume I can't introduce him to the chili dishes I love. <laughs> Maybe you and my husband can enjoy that. You know, he is the Texan with all this spicy stuff. Hot doggies, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm afraid I had too much Yankee in me. Popeyes was too spicy for me for a long time. But yeah, I can eat I Popeyes now. In, I've, I've gotten there. When I would go into restaurants, I used to tell waiters... Uh, when I ordered a hot dish that if my eyes aren't watering and my nose isn't running and I'm not perspiring profusely, it goes back to the kitchen. <laughs> that is awesome. Man, I did not know you were so fun, Raymond. You're in trouble now. I'm going to seek you out. Okay, question. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Spetsa. Spetsa is an island in Greece. John Fowles used it as the setting for his novel, The Magus. It was later made into a movie with Anthony Quinn, Michael Caine, Candace Bergen. Uh, if you can find it, definitely watch it. Um, I um, happen to have read it, the book at a, I've seen the movie actually, at a point in time in the early 70s uh, when um, 
I was uh, movies like Chushingura by Kurosawa were coming out, and um, I went to Greece shortly thereafter. And um, a friend um, who's no longer with us, uh, an artist from Australia, uh, told me about the island, suggested I visit it. And I was walking down the streets. I, I actually found a copy of the book in, in a kiosk um, in the um, main harbor at Spezza. How and I was walking around the island reading mm -hmm. the book, looking at sights and saying, my God, there, there has to be some, this looks awfully familiar. And I later found that John Fowles had stayed in a novel, in a villa on the far side of the island when he was writing the novel. It is set there. Amazing place. Um, Bubalina, who led the Greeks against the Nazis, used uh, Spezza as her home base. Um, it's a wonderful place. 90% pine forest and olive groves. Uh, it has some of the few white sand beaches in the Mediterranean. Uh, they only allow very few motorized vehicles on the island. Um, if you want to get around, it's either, and you're not walking, it's bicycle, moped, or their taxi system, which consists of horse-drawn carriages. <gasps> the driver sits up front with a buggy whip. You're in <laughs> back with a Landau top. Lovely place. I, I live there in a hot minute. It sounds lovely. I really want to visit now. I'm adding that to my list. Please Didn't do. even know it existed. Yeah, we'll get in touch with you. I'll give you more details. Oh, that's fantastic. We'll have to do that. Uh, writer's Retreat. I, I think Writer's Retreat over there would be awesome. Mm. Writer's retreat's always an excuse to go somewhere exciting, right? Yes. And then sit in your hotel and write. Uh, you know, you get out <laughs> eventually. <laughs> okay, I have a very serious question now. This is the big one for all of our guests we have to ask. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Um, yeah, Haagen-Dazs vanilla Swiss almond. Ooh, Swiss almond? Vanilla Swiss almond. Oh, that sounds it. yummy. I'll go through a pint in, the, in minutes. <laughs> it's gone. I must eat it. Oh, that sounds fantastic. That's nice. That's a completely different answer. Come on, people. You need to step it up out there. All right. So uh, we have some questions from the audience. Please. Um, Kevin wants to know, do you have any nonfiction work? And if not, have you ever been tempted to write any? Uh, not in the normal sense of it. I've written Excel-based software. I've been published by IDG uh, software um, I've written was called uh, initially beyond break even. Um, it it uh, overlapped somebody else's title, so I had to change the product name to Cleaver. It runs a, um, a uh, break even analysis for small service and business um, operations. And uh, um, it was editor's choice uh, on um, um, the Windows side of things by uh, um, I want to say what the Windows equivalent of Macworld. It's been too many years, but uh, yeah. So I, I did very well with uh, with with that, but uh, not in the way of um, how-to books or uh, anything uh, of that nature. Gotcha. Our tech guy is suggesting maybe PC World. Was it PC World? Yes, that was it. Thank that you. was it. See, our tech guy got it. Good job, Zafo. So that's pretty impressive. Well done. Let's see. Uh, what project that's in progress or not started are you most excited about? I'm currently writing my first horror novel. I have to say that with two mm. syllables very carefully. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've written horror ones already? Is that what you're saying? Uh, so 
first one, it's horror. No, although I did date a topless dancer when I was in college. But <laughs> is there anything you haven't done, Raymond? <laughs> Not a whole bunch here. I'm 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 uh, halfway into my seventh decade, so. Um, <laughs> And you've lived them, so good for you. That's an example yeah, we all need to I write have. down. But um, so, uh, what was the question again? So no, you're that. good. You're good. Um, gosh, now I don't remember. Uh, no, oh yeah, what project that's in progress? I'm an, I'm um, about seventy-two thousand words into what I expect will be an eighty thousand word word manuscript. I hope to finish it shortly. Uh, I've received an endorsement by horror author. Paul Kane uh, for my novel Thought Gazer, surprisingly enough, because that's not horror. And um, so I'm hoping to send him the manuscript uh, with the hopes that uh, he'll have nice things to say about it. Well, that sounds exciting because a bit of Folger, a bit of that kind of feels horror as well. So uh -huh. even though it's sci-fi, a bit of it still has that feel. So is that maybe you took that feel from Folger, that little bit of horror and decided, wait, I think I have a whole story somewhere. Uh, this is this is way 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 beyond that. If I were going to send a um, an editor or an agent a uh, a teaser, it would be something like "Death wasn't the end of everything for Warren Sumner, not with unfinished business to attend to and a partner to kill." Ooh, I like things edgy. That sounds so. Paul, we all like things edgy. Good job. I just had just added to all my TBR pile, this never-ending TBR pile that I have. <laughs> Let's see. Um, well, that's fun. That's a good project to work on. I like that, too. I like because a lot of us, a lot of people we've interviewed, they don't just write in one genre. You know what I mean? And you definitely haven't done that either. So you've kind of nope. explored a few. So I like yeah. that. Um, where is your favorite place to write? <sighs> well, my favorite place to write is in my garden. I have a... I'm, I'm working on, it has a leak. Uh, it used to be a koi pond for the former owner. Uh, it leaks too much water, so I'm working on that. When it's full of water and the uh, waterfalls are running, it's a nice place to write. Um, short of that, I, I write in my office where I'm sitting right at the moment because I can close the door and shut the world out, and I really need to focus. Mm, I can see so that. not very glamorous. No, let's face it. Most of us writers, when we're doing the actual writing part, it's not very glamorous. But we get our glamour other places. As you have already described, so well done. Um, let's see. Coffee Quills has a question. She wants to know, do you choose your book covers? And how were the current covers chosen to convey the sci-fi and fantasy feel? Uh, it's very interesting. Uh, with the drone saga, mm -hmm. um, I, I started, they were originally indie published before Wordfire took them over. <clears throat> and um, I was introduced by uh, Melissa Foster, who uh, writes romance, best-selling author. Uh, she had an author's group on Facebook. And uh, I she eventually put me in touch um, with um, a lady named Natasha Brown, who does her covers. Natasha put mine together. They... Uh, I'm, I'm very happy with them. Uh, Kevin Anderson of Wordfire Press liked them enough. He only made a minor change to the cover for Awakening from what she had created and left the other uh, three covers completely intact. Wow. Um, as far as folder goes, it has a very unique concept. So I needed somebody who could explain the, the concept of the novel with a simple illustration, well, with a well-done illustration. And on Facebook, I located 
uh, Amalia Chitulescu of Bucharest, Romania. She does beautiful work. She does covers for the likes of Dakota Kraut, who uh, mm. is a huge selling author. Last year in ebooks, his income was seriously into six figures. And um, someday, hopefully, mine will be. But um, it's the dream for us all. It was uh, it was no small price. It was mm-hmm. it was a good four figures. And uh, <clears throat> but and I that's for the somebody, folder one folder. Yes. Yeah. That, I, I can see Dakota crowd in it like that makes sense. Like I can see that style. So that's that's that makes sense to me. Yeah. Amalia does all of his covers and uh, she's going to be designing the, the cover also for the sequel to folder. I'm about 10 percent of the way into that. And Sweet. that's the book that's tentatively entitled Emerald Eyes. And if you read Folder, you saw the girl with the green eyes in the book a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fascinating. That's great. No, the, yeah, that cover is gorgeous. Worth right. every penny, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. You got to pay for them, man. It's marketing. So that's what, and that actually, so you started one of my questions. I was going to ask, are there going to be any more books in these series? So you said, is, is, um, is Edron? It's Edron, right? Is that one Edron done? Edron Saga? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I need more response from readers. Uh, it, okay. it moves. It's going along. It sells, mm-hmm. but uh, not at the rate I would like it to. If if okay. at some point uh, it catches on and people really like it, uh, mm-hmm. there is enough back history and awakening that I can take the story in numerous directions. So um, it, at the moment, no, but eventually, possibly, yes. Um, folder definitely there's room for uh, further development so I'm going there um, Wraith I think is going to be a standalone pretty typical for horror that makes sense yeah yeah it makes perfect sense so interesting very cool let's see um, what is the best thing that you have ever or at least recently eaten oh my goodness um, mm-hmm. I just recently found uh, a recipe for a Thai dish. It's called Ban Mai Salad with Sriracha Vinaigrette. Ooh. What's in it besides the Sriracha Vinaigrette? Um, Red onions, jalapenos, rice uh, vinegar, granulated beet sugar, kosher salt. I just happen to have the menu recipe beside me. Um, (laughs) Honey. Um, pork shoulder, uh, yellow onions, cloves, um, beets, uh, chicken broth. And for the salad itself, those are just the things that go in the salad. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the salad itself, it's um, lightly packed fresh mint leaves, uh, cilantro leaves, carrot ribbons, thin bell pepper strips. Um, so, yeah, it's nice. So it sounds like a deconstructed banh mi. It is banh mi. Yeah, so it's just I deconstructed. pronounced it correctly, but yeah. Just no bread, huh? That sounds delicious. We, you know, we're in Houston. We eat a lot of banh mi. There's like a shop around every corner. So wow, very, cool. very, very large Vietnamese presence in Houston. So I've got family in Houston. I'm going to have to come down and meet you. Yes, that would be awesome. So, well, we'll go, we'll go take you to some amazing, we'll get you some pho and some amazing banh mi. Yes, some of our favorite foods. See, I have to ask that. I love food, so I need to know what people eat. It's important to me. Um, Let's see. How about, well, we already talked about Greece, but I had another question that is, what is your idea of a vacation? Like some people like to stay busy on vacation. Some people like to sit down and just rest. And some people, so like, what's your idea of a vacation? I need to get away from things. It has to be sunlight. It has to be water. Um, 
my my whole life from working as a hairdresser before to now working at the membership desk at Costco uh, puts me in the face of dozens or hundreds of people uh, all week long. And so if I'm on vacation, um, it's myself, my wife, and a beautiful place, uh, greenery, water, warmth. Just relaxation. Yep. That sounds wonderful. I always say I want to do that, and then we just start end up running around. I don't know. But well, we haven't had a vacation without the kids in a really long time. So I don't know. Without the kids, we might have a very different vacation. Good luck to you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, if, if another place I'd like you, you talked about Greece. My other mm-hmm. uh, favorite spot is uh, um, North Shore, Kauai, Hanalei. And so. Never been to Hawaii yet. That's on the bucket list, too. We've been uh, to Alaska we'll a few that. times, but we've not been to Hawaii yet. We'll talk about that. It's a nice place. Excellent. It's on the list. We have a friend that just, they were like, you know what? Why are we living here? We can work remotely. And they just, they were in, on the East Coast. They just got up and moved to Hawaii. And I was like, that's true freedom. That's just wonderful. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wonderful. Let's see. Um, oh, we got another tough one. Here you go. What's your favorite color? Blue. Blue? Is it blue. specific blue, like sky blue or royal blue or navy All, blue? Just blue? Love yeah. the... You, you like that big sky, don't you? I'm a basic boy. Like it. I like it. Blue is beautiful. Let's see. Oh, Kevin's got a question. <laughs> Azure or Zafre? We've got lots of blue colors. See, we have writers in the, in the chat, so they're putting all these different blue colors right now. <laughs> 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 like, we could talk about blue all day. Um, let's see. Can you tell us anything about the um, horror book? So, like, how long was it rattling around before you sat down to write it? Um, initially it wasn't rattling around very long, but it's very difficult to write. Um, uh, oh yeah, actually that's a question I had. Go ahead. It, there are, there, it, it, to do really good horror, there have to be very horrific scenes mm-hmm. and they are, uh, I've met a wonderful writer, uh, part of superstars. Her name is Adrienne Montoya. Uh, I met her the last superstar. She, uh, I met her at the, uh, first page reading uh we'd read the first page of uh our work in progress at that time i was reading folder and um she was a horror author and uh, i was describing the difficulty i have in writing some scenes um sometimes it'll take me days to write one i'll have to get up and emotionally uh detach myself from the story walk away until i'm i've recovered enough to come back and continue it and she refers to it as the emotional roller coaster of horror writing. And um, it, so it's, um, there are some chapters that go very easily and others that just take uh, forever. And um, I'm getting close to the end and I think the, the rest of it will be relatively easy. That's fantastic. Yeah, some of those scenes really hit you. So I, I can see needing a moment to walk away. Sometimes I write a scene and I'm like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> there must be something wrong with me. Well, you're, you're a writer, so yes, there is. <laughs> so I don't need to question it anymore. I just know there is. It's yes, exactly. Defined. <laughs> well, that makes me feel better, I think. Um, yeah, see, that was my next question. So good job, Kevin. You read my mind. He must know. Um, have you watched any TV lately that you've really gotten into? I don't watch a lot of television. No, you don't have Netflix. You know, like the rest of us, we start a show and we just can't stop. No, I'm. Um, if if I'm going to get away, I I like to read. I've just discovered a new author. Her name is uh, 
uh, Kate Griffin. And uh, her book, The Madness of Angels, is one of the most amazing things I've ever read. Um, she's Any author I read affects my writing style. And I don't know quite how, but she's going to influence, influence me immensely. Um, I'm just now discovering her and finding that she is opening up new worlds for me. Uh, television just isn't my thing. If, if I watch things on TV... Mm-hmm. Uh, they're news related, political, and that's going to bore everybody. Yep. Nope. That makes sense. So it's all good. I know sometimes I like to watch shows like Hoarders because then I'm like, oh, look, my house is spotless. You know, <laughs> just makes me feel better. That's all. Um, let's see. See, I ask them out of order and then I get confused, but that's because you're so fun to interview. I just want to ask you things. So what is your least favorite? Talk about Hoarders. What's your least favorite chore around the house? Making the bed. Do you do it every day? Yep, I do it. Um, My wife puts up with a lot about me, but the (laughs) one thing she will not put up with Mm -hmm. is anything that leaves a messy house to any degree. And I think that's a good thing because um, I I like the the end result, not just the bed. but the clean house and the fact that I can walk in at the end of a hard day and I know that everything is where it needs to be. And, um, my life, she leaves my wife, my life in a wonderful state in that regard. Uh, nice, clear place where clean place where I can keep my thoughts together. You could be creative. Yeah. Yeah. That feels good. So you don't have like sand from the barn all over your front entryway or anything. It's kind of the story of our life. (laughs) I've lived in places where I could have had sand from the barn, but not here, not, not, not uh, here, not here in Oregon. No. Yeah, no, we, we own a horse. My daughter rides horses, so there's no avoiding it. There's, it's always full of sand in that entryway. Let's see. Um, talked about covers, man, you've done a good job here. What? We might've had a rough start getting tech to work, but you're an amazing person to interview. Yeah, I think we get all 20. I am so impressed, Raymond. Well, you're a great right. interviewer. I have to say, you're um the the blog that you did with the like 200 people. I read the last one because it was the first one up there on your um website. She's and, Hardwick, yeah. Yes, and I know him, so I thought that was so funny because notice he said when he went back to Houston, he joined his Writers Guild. Yeah, that's where I met him. So, you know, I'm from Houston. I was also in the Houston Writers Guild, and so it was really fun. And I was like fresh out of Dragon Con. I had nothing. I had a couple things written, but nothing published yet, right? And he had just won, you know, Writers of the Future. And I was so, it was really, it's one of those things that were all connected somehow. I was like, dude, I know him. <laughs> it was and, pretty and fun. honestly, about my blog, if anybody's interested in best-selling authors, uh-huh. I mean, best-selling authors, mm-hmm. um, they, they need to explore. They just need to enter names. I've got Mike Resnick, Nancy Kress, Alan Dean Foster, Kevin mm-hmm. J. Anderson. I mean, the list goes on. I have some of the best people on the planet. I am so fortunate they allowed me to interview them. Uh, we have, I've become friends with many of them. So, yeah, do take a look. The interviews aren't going to happen again for a while. But um, if you want to explore, please do. There's a nice backlist. Well, tell everyone, where can they find it? Where is your blog? Um, RaymondBolton.com. Perfect. Nice and easy to find, everyone. It's really cool. Let's see. The- <laughs> 
I'm afraid that Kevin's in the chat disagree with you on making the bed. So I will tell you, I used to be in, why am I going to make up the bed? I'm about to get back into it. But now that my office is in my bedroom, now I want to make up the bed. Cause like you said that now that chaos is too much for me when I'm trying to concentrate. Absolutely. <laughs> but when I was leaving every day, it did bother me. I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to sleep in it again. But now, now it bothers me. Cool. So I get that. Um, let's see. <laughs> Coffee Quills is thinking about her bed, too. Apparently, we needed that partner that helped keep us organized. You see? We messed up there. Yep. I, I married the tech guru, so it's okay. I lucked out in another way. Um, so I think that's it. So I think we got it. So what we would like to know, then, is fans, who you are now their favorite author, where can they find you? Well, um, they can find me on um, Facebook. Um, <laughs> I have a facebook page uh they can go to um raymond bolton author uh on facebook uh i'm on instagram um at uh raymond bolton author a little boring there um I'm no, smart on, is what that is easy smart. to be, for people to find you that's uh, a smart way to find do it. me yep. on twitter at raymond mm -hmm. bolton and um, I'm all over the place. Uh, Google search will will turn me up every every place they can think of. The Word Fire Press website, I'm there. Fantastic. So I know everyone is going to be looking for you. So please, everyone, as you read Raymond's books, leave him a review. Uh, review is the best thing that you can, best present you can give your author. Please. And then please also review our podcast, um, either uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also um, subscribe on Twitch so that you will know whenever is going on. We have to thank Dave for subscribing and Helen for subscribing already. Thank you very much. And you can follow us to get alerts and you can follow us on YouTube so that you can get all of the latest videos from our amazing authors. So thank you very much, Raymond. Uh, Kelly, thank you very much. Um, this was, this has been delightful, much better than I expected. And um, <laughs> uh, not, not to put you down in advance, but I've been interviewed by a lot of people, and this was a fun one. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you. You just made it easy. 